Yo, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast, and I am your host, Jerome. We're on season two, episode five, and today we're going to be talking about affirmative action and why black people should not be upset about it. And I want to put emphasis in saying that in actuality, we should be happy about it. At one point in time, I was a big supporter of diversity inclusion. I believe that if we were included, that that were equal, that that would equal opportunity. That that would provide a springboard for the most talented, smartest, and well-to-do people who displayed tenacity, discipline, and also good judgment, not only in their lives, but also or personal lives, but also in business, as well as education. And the more and more I supported diversity programs, I come to find out that the less that it actually included black people. And then I start to say, hold on, wait a minute. (laughs) This is not for us. It's actually hurting us. And as the times have changed, being that the United States has truly become a melting pot as far as different races of people from different regions all over the world, we still have not seen A, how should I say, a rise, a consistent trajectory in regards to African-American living. And I think that one of the things that we have to realize is the affirmative action has not and was not working for us at any period of time. Now, some people could say that, oh, you know, these people are racist, is white supremacy and all of this. And I, you know what? I'm starting to move away from the racism conversation because I understand what it is. Now, I understand what white supremacy is, but I'm starting to move away from that. I'm starting to move away from these conversations because it provides a validation for excuses. So let's figure this out. Help me understand this. And I mean, it's a lot of people that are that are pretty much outraged. 
Help me understand this. Currently, right now, children in high school are probably reading at a sixth grade level. Math, it gets worse. English, just anything that you could think of, black children are at the bottom. And specifically, this affirmative action in education was like, oh, 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 you know, uh, Donald Trump and uh, these uh, Supreme Court justices. And, you know, they it's a real big spin on it. It's a real big spin on it. Newsflash, Donald Trump hasn't been in office for a while, but that's a whole nother conversation, you know. But they were focusing on that. And that's the reason why. And these people are taking our rights and. This and this and this. But let's clean off the windshield for a moment and let's really, really look at the numbers. And education. And how this Diversity and inclusion thing has actually set us back. Years. Maybe even 70 years. Maybe even 100 years. You want to know why? Because for every other child, for every black child that goes to a university that is not historically black college or university, then all of those dollars, all of those student loans that, you know, African-Americans are racking up at alarming rates, guess what? They're not going to that school. They're not, those dollars are not being used to reinvest funds Those loan dollars are not being put to use to build a whole nother wing for for agriculture or for environmental science. Those dollars are being used at those other universities. If anyone here has listened to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast in the past, um... Dr. Dre stated he was going to donate X amount of dollars to a, I think it, what was it, USC or UCLA, one of those, one of those major schools out there. To me personally, I had a problem with that because I'm like, man, you know, you have all of these black colleges and universities that are struggling and this is what you do. But Dr. Dre is from California. And we just really don't know. I'm a salute E40. Because he made a genuine donation to his alma mater, which is Grambling University. Say what you want about Charles Barkley. He stated that he was going to make a very, very generous 
donation to, to black colleges. So now, what is really going on? See, we done sprayed some Windex on the wind on the window now, and now things are getting a lot clearer. Okay. What's clear is, and what's always been clear is, is that there is a false narrative of racial equity and power in the United States that can be removed at any time. And now we have people that are scrambling tap dancing, mojoing around because they thought that this was going to be here forever instead of us investing in ourselves and our own educational system. Building things from a foundation. We cannot say that we don't have the money to do it because the only thing that we do is brag and boast about, you know, the black spending power. I brag about it all the time and saying, you know, we would be almost uh, in the top 20 of of uh, operating countries if we just took the black dollar. So what are you complaining about? Why don't we start taking our dollars instead of investing or spending money on Louis, Gucci, Balenciaga, these fake diamonds, going on to these trips and doing all of that and really put things to work and put the money to work so we could see it. Instead of saying, oh, you know what? We went over there. Uh, it was so fun. I'm sure it was. It cost you $3,500 for five days. Meantime, you overspent another $1,500. So now you coming back and low key, you borrowing money from people to make it to your next paycheck. Hello, somebody. I've been there. I've mismanaged my money before. So I'm not putting this all out on community. I'm being as transparent as possible. But right now, they are letting us know that the Dr. Martin Luther King speeches and all of these things, these things are the fabrics of those things are slowly fading away. Actually, they're not slowly fading away. Actually, they're leaving us faster than what we thought. And the reason for programs like affirmative action and diversity is, is because it dilutes things that we know to be true. See, the affirmative action program was really meant for African-Americans. We were the quote unquote minority. But see, they didn't want to use the word black. I'm letting y'all know this is what's going on. And then once they use the word minority. And then they use the word diversity. Now we have different conversations about. Oh, I'm a woman. I'm a minority. Now, anybody in their damn mind know. That there's more women than men 
So women can't be a minority. Especially who? White women. This is these these are the type of things that diversity programs and affirmative action programs have produced. See, we have to start doing things that we know if we do this is going to have a predictable positive outcome. And see, this is the reason why I always say, you know what? I never understand the reason why that we are the soundboard for everybody else's cause except our own. I'm going to give you an example. St. Patrick's Day come along. Just look on social media. You'll see African-Americans. Woo, woo. I mean, I'm, I mean, out in numbers, having parties, drinks, corn, beef, hash. I mean, doing it all like they are strict, like they straight from Ireland. Drinking beer, doing all of this type stuff. Some of these people are actually requesting vacation days. Just so they could kick it. Same thing with Cinco de Mayo. And there's so many other made up holidays that we've absorbed Valentine's Day that has nothing to do with black culture. Nothing. And we come out and we support in droves. And see, this is another thing that I had to pick up on. You didn't see these other people when June 10th day came around. You didn't see too many other people saying, hey, this and this and this and this. They weren't having drinks. They weren't wearing our colors or nothing like that. So even the term diversity and affirmative action and where it came from, it doesn't it doesn't correlate. We're always the ones. That's spreading. <clears throat> that's spreading someone else's message. And there is a reason for that. And the reason for that is, is that our message won't be as loud. This is the reason why I always say, you know what? And I and, and, and I told y'all. Way back when, even before, the, you know, even before all the riots and this and this. And different things like this. I told y'all, I was like, you know what? Hey, look, I think that the Black Lives Matter movement has a whole lot of merit. But it cannot stand for one thing. And that's police brutality. And then when you start to go in and you start to look at the manifesto. And you'll see that in actuality. It actually wasn't that. It wasn't based upon police brutality at all. And the money that was given and it was just it was just a lot. And um, and the amount of time and energy that was spent. And as we see, it got the message got whitewashed. 
to the point to where that it wasn't even about that anymore. So we really, really have to understand what we're frowning at and what we need to start celebrating. And I think that today is one of these days that we need to say, hey, look, we have lost this. Even if even for the people who thought it was good, we have lost this. But we still can build in another way. Some people want you to believe that you should be defeated by this. That it is bad all the way around, that we will never recover. That's a lie. That is the entire, that is the biggest lie. We have so many things that we could do by ourselves. In short periods of time. That can be phenomenal. But guess what? We don't want to do it because. It will somehow trigger a negative reaction from the rest of the world or at least from the United States. Be like, hey, what are those black people doing over there? You mean to tell me that they're buying land? I'm not sure. I think that's racist. They're doing it. They're building a black city for themselves. Yeah. But yet and still in the South and places like Arkansas and places like um, Louisiana. Some places in Florida, some places in Texas, they're still sundown towns. For everybody that don't know what a sundown town is, is that guess what? If you black, you need to be out of that town before the sun go down. Try that for affirmative action. See, these these things, us fighting racism and doing all that type shit, it failed. And it failed miserably. And we watched it fall. And we didn't diversify ourselves mentally to be better people. The only thing that we see at this point in time is a whole lot of infighting. And as a matter of fact, we're all the concerned black women at this point in time. We're the ones that are clutching their plurals. Hmm? They came out in droves for Miss Harrison or, or for Miss Harris. Where they at now? Where's the guidance and where's the leadership now, y'all?
we don't see it. Usually I'm yelling or I'm getting animated and different things like that. No, I'm not doing that today because I want y'all to hear me clearly. For whatever reason, and I'm saying this, whether y'all like it or not, you know what? Dr. Umar may be doing a lot of things. He probably mishandled some funds. But that man is trying to build a black school that's owned by a black man. Entirely black owned. If he needs help, if he needs admin help and doing all of this, you know what? Why won't y'all help him then? Why won't we help him? Because according to us, and I've said this multiple times on my platform, if black women are the most educated and they're, most, and they're the most smartest, then why won't, why won't we come together and help him? Some people say he's scamming. Some people say that he's dishonest. So, but guess what? We can look at the affirmative action scenario the same way. They told us one thing and did a whole nother one. Did a whole 360 on our ass. But we still rock with that. Low key, this is under the Democratic Party's watch. We still rocking with the Democrats. We hadn't seen no results. Somebody stop me when I'm lying. None. Hell, we can't even talk about reparations without turning our head both ways. And this was something that was wrote. That was owed to us. Damn. And these people got enough nerves to take away affirmative action. You know what I mean? Think about that. We asked for reparations. They's like, no, nah, you know what? Y'all just going y'all just going to be able to be included with us. That's not what we asked for. We we just want to be treated what? Fairly. We don't need to be included with y'all. Since we are always going in on people being dishonest. See, it, uh, it hit different. That's like, that's the little saying these days. I wish I knew homie name that was out there on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? He hilarious. He from Chicago. It hit different. That's what he say. It hit different, bro. See, it hit different, right? From an accountability standpoint. When our community is trying to hold black men accountable. Oh, wow. You know what you get? I, I, I mean, they're going to let them have it. They're going to let us have it as men. But it hit different when they remove a promise that they said that they were going to do. Or it hit different when they said that they were going to do something over 100 years ago. You mean to tell me these people been lying to us for 100 years? It hit different. You want to know why? Because we don't feel as though that we have what? The authority to make something stick. 
we feel as though that, guess what? If I go to UCLA versus Mississippi Valley State, then on my resume, UCLA is going to look, what, better? Now, now I want y'all to I want y'all to follow me and hear me out and understand where I'm going with this. So you mean to tell me we saying that black people invented this, that they invented that, that we were the first people to do this and we were the first people to do that. This is the, these conversations are happening in several different spaces. But we would prefer to go to a European college to get our education versus focusing on a black college where all the black people are at. If we're so innovative and we're so smart, wouldn't it be the other way around? Wouldn't the proposed choice to get educated would be by a black person? So in actuality, not only should we be running to a black college, so should everybody else. If we're really being transparent. If they're saying, well, well, with something I've never really. <clears throat> I've never really agreed with, but that's a whole nother subject about, you know, um, the Egyptians and, you know, yes, they are in Africa, but I don't know, you know, if. I'm linked to them. But they're saying that, hey, look, they built those things and this and this and this. And these people are African and they were way smarter and they did things this way. And woo, 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 and they had civilizations and just everything. Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be the appropriate choice to to go to somewhere where people that quote unquote look like them and think like them would be? Me, myself, personally, I'm going to be honest with you. When I moved from Louisiana, I I wish. I should have I should have done it, went to a black college. I wish I would have. So now guess what? When we're talking about teachers. And early childhood education and the lack of good, competent black teachers. What do you think that you would get the proper information from to get out here and be a great asset to your community by providing education to very, very impressionable minds? Who do you think that would be able to provide that information? And where would you get it from? Would you go to University of Michigan? You would probably want to go to an HSBCU, a HBCU. If we're really looking at it like that, if we're always criticizing, <clears throat> excuse me, if we're always criticizing Oh, white teachers this and white teachers that and white teachers this and white teachers that and they don't know when they don't know. 
You go to the same school as them. So culturally, you're automatically disconnecting. Right or wrong. You don't have the same cultural experience. And see, I think that at this point in time, people want to use these things as flexes. Oh, well, you know, I went to Harvard. I'm a Harvard grad or I went to Pepperdine. I went to UMass. I went to Cal State. I went to the University of Texas. I went to Vanderbilt. The only reason why a lot of these schools have a lot of different money. Well, there's a couple of reasons because I'm not going to lie. White people, the ones with the money, they reinvest in their schools way more. Way more than black people do. That's not in regards to white supremacy or anything. They just re they reinvest back. Black people do not. I told y'all that there was going to become a time. That we as a people and we seeing it. Are going to have to depend upon each other based not based on love. And this is a damn shame. Based on survival. To survive, we're going to have to depend on each other. God is getting God is getting sending us a message saying, you know what? If y'all don't want to love each other, if I can't make y'all love each other, then guess what? I'm going to make y'all need each other to the point that you gonna have to bind together. Y'all ever thought about that? That's the reason why I'm happy about it. Because, see, we're not in the real survival mode. We're seeing we're seeing homelessness skyrocket with black women. As well as men, but it's definitely skyrocketing with black women. We see crime skyrocketing with black women. Yeah. Yeah, we see it. It's already up there for black men. We're seeing our children being born unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to talk about some damn affirmative action. That's affirmative action for your ass right there. But see, we still we still not paying attention. And I'm going to keep saying it. We still going to worry about who going to fix their plate when they get home. We ain't worried about the next 150 years down the road. Out of all of that talk. That these people was out here doing, oh, this is my right, this is my right, this is my right, this is my right, this is my right. Let me tell you something. And I told y'all before it even happened. All of this saying, you know what, well, the, 
uh, um, this is how the United States is going to look. These people said bullshit. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. We not going to let that happen. Guess what? We're going to start to encourage. We're going to, as a matter of fact, we're going to change the law. And say, no. We're granting what? Abortion, y'all. We're taking that away. You ain't going to be able to do it anymore because they understand. If we if we continue to abort our our babies, then guess what? We are going to change colors. They saying hell no to that shit. Believe me. We're the only ones that are still around here being toxic. And dysfunctional with our children. We're still the ones that are around here that are playing these games. Building families. See, that's some diversity for your ass. That's an affirmative action for your ass right there. Y'all better understand. It's real. So now what we have to do is we have to go back to the drawing board and say, hey, look. <laughs> so how are we really? How are we really going to educate our children? If my son or my daughter is 10 years old, then what's that's going to mean when it's time for her to go to college? See, two plus two is four. And this I know to be true. One plus one equals two. In my mind, it was always bullshit anyway. Because guess what? If somebody knows what they know, I don't care. What you going to be able to do? You're not going to be able to prevent that. If somebody learns something. If they learn something. You're not going to be able to prevent it. Even if, even if they say, even if they're holding back information. That puts somebody at a disadvantage because see, this is what this really means. They have the knowledge there, but they don't want it to flow. Because they understand that they let the knowledge flow, then the intellect of the average person is going to come up. And then the amount of money that they're charging, it will be watered down. So they have to make it a prestigious scenario. And another thing is, is this. The human mind is very, very powerful. And y'all listen to me closely when I say this. Environment has a lot to do with this. If you could create a safe and consistent learning environment. Then anyone can learn. Maybe not to the level of a doctor, 
but they will still be able to obtain what? The same information. Because if that were the case, then people wouldn't know their ABCs. They wouldn't be able to count. They wouldn't be able to do any of these things that everyone knows. So think about this, right? And hear me out when I say this. Think about if a if when we were in kindergarten, everybody that was in kindergarten had to learn calculus. Everybody. You know, by the time that we're in fifth grade, we would damn near be scientists. Because these are the things that what we were exposed to. And this is the reason why Nigerians or a certain population of Nigerians, they're not smarter than us. They expose their children to these things early because the mind is going to latch on to whatever it's exposed to. So we're automatically setting the bar low. For our educational experience, when we have an entire educational system at our disposal. So what are we complaining about? Affirmative action for. Y'all didn't know that I was going to drop that on y'all. We shouldn't be sad at all. Y'all let me know what y'all think. Thanks for tuning in to the Chicken A Kool-Aid podcast. Again, I was your host, Jerome. This is volume two or actually season two, episode number five. Man, y'all can get at me, um, provide feedback. Even if you don't like the show, even if you know, since today's your first day listening, you like, you know what, Jerome, man, you don't make any sense. I'm never listening to you again. And that's it. I'd appreciate that, too. (laughs) But at the same time, man, y'all enjoy y'all evening. We're going to be off tomorrow for the 4th of July. Hey, enjoy that, too. Stay safe, stay smooth and stay black. Holla.